0: Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Mm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Hey, everybody. Cal and Dan here from Birdies and Bourbon. I hope, I hope that your glasses are full and your spirits are high. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. To all the fans and followers, thanks so much for a great year that you provided back to us. We've made a lot of great memories. And on today's show, the reason that we're coming at you as we are today, uh, we had a wonderful experience drinking our way. And Dan might say he was playing golf, but uh, you'd probably call it something else if you watch the video. Oh. Uh, but but we, had, we had a great time drinking our way through the sand hills of North Carolina. Uh, We, uh, yeah, I mean, Pinehurst is uh, is a fantastic place, and it's a destination for everybody. You should experience it, and while you're there, you should also make your way to Broad Branch Distilling. So what we've got for you today is, um, uh, you know, we've got a little makeshift uh, threesome coming your way. Uh, We're going to start off at the North-South Bar, where Ashley... And I—I I don't know what Dan was doing. I don't uh, know he was doing something. Uh, I don't know what he was doing. Running he, all the he, equipment. He—he <laughs> <laughs> he, he he may have snuck his way into a pour too, uh, but uh, but at the North South Bar at uh, at the Pinehurst Resort, they're doing some great things. They've got a great partnership with Woodford Reserve, and uh, we may again get into a few more pours there. Uh, but be sure to take a listen, check it out, and if you are in the Pinehurst area playing some golf, uh, you're probably want to you get a hold of a bottle. I don't know, Dan. What do you think about that Woodford Reserve?
1: I thought Start it was some fantastic go- pick, and um, that North and South is an awesome place. And yeah, definitely, definitely check all that out for sure. Great people too. Yep.
0: Great, great people. Uh, the hospitality is second to none there. Great time. So. Uh, be sure to tell Ashley hi when you get over there and you're sampling uh, one of their picks from Woodford Reserve. And I do hear, I do hear there are new things in the works for 2022. So we'll see where that leads us. Where it does lead us, Dan, is to Pinehurst Brewing Co. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter couldn't have been more hospitable. Mm-hmm. Some great beers. If you're a fan of a coconut porter, I don't know if I'm giving too much away there, but uh, they, they got some great, great brews over at Pinehurst Brewing. And uh, we're looking forward to getting back over there in the springtime. Maybe, maybe, wink, wink, could be a collab coming with Birdies and Bourbon and Pinehurst Brewing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we ruined a relationship. Maybe we, maybe we started a new one. We'll see where this goes. Uh, but uh, but yeah be sure to uh, to give a listen and by the way if you're not following Pinehurst Brewing uh, on Instagram you probably should good mm-hmm. stuff they're doing over there and uh, you know I would be remiss if I didn't talk about can I call him the spider monkey of the bourbon barrels? why not I, I don't know man why not? I, mean, I think he was, that's yeah, that's he was good. good. <laughs> He, well, uh, let me let me. I'll, I'll I'll allow me to retort. He is the ninja of the bourbon barrel. Uh, I mean, that guy Daniel over at Broad Branch Um uh, So you know what? You probably maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Uh, but Broad Branch is putting out some really really cool stuff I wish Dixie was here so I could hold the boykin up mm-hmm. uh, so you could see her or at least get her to bark and uh, you know drown out my voice but uh, n- nevertheless not going to happen be sure to check out Broad Branch Distilling if you're in uh, the Winston area It's uh, they're, they're doing some really cool things some good things on the way uh, what you're going to hear is a montage how do you like that word Dan you didn't know I had it in my repertoire did you? Yeah, no I didn't no uh, so you, you're going to hear uh, three experiences that we had in uh, in North Carolina. Great time, great people. We're looking forward to getting back in the spring, and we're looking forward to some collaborations with those folks.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Uh, Dan, would you like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas?
1: Everybody, have a great Christmas and uh, holiday season, and New Year's. And we'll see you soon for sure.
2: Ho, ho, ho. Hey everybody, (laughs) Cal here with Birdies and Bourbon. Uh, Ashley was kind enough and Laura and Spencer in the background was kind enough to invite us to the North and South, I'm gonna call it the Bourbon Bar even though it's just the bar. And uh, we're gonna be sampling through several bourbons. I think everything is bourbon that we're gonna, it could be whiskey, I don't know, we'll get into that a little bit. So um, we've got a few cool things that we're gonna talk about. Uh, They are doing a really uh, cool barrel pick uh, or, or private pick with Woodford. I think we're gonna get into some of that. We may have killed a bottle the other night. We're not gonna talk about that on this show. We'll get into that later. Uh, but uh, we kind of took a look at the bar. They've got a really good selection. So if you're in the Pinehurst area and you're playing golf, be sure to check out the North and South bar. Say hi to Ashley. Hey.
3: Say hi to so Laura. Laura Bayless, mom.
2: And uh, Spencer. <laughs> uh, so we uh, So we knew we were gonna taste the Woodford. And then we went for the clover, which we're gonna to get to in a second. And we didn't know what the third one was gonna be. We had a lot of choices. We talked about Booker's, we talked about Baker's, we talked about High West. Ashley said, I haven't tried the Widow Jane. I said, I haven't either, so uh, here we go. Cheers. Ashley. Uh, before, yeah, go, well, let's, let's taste a little. So I definitely should pick up a bottle of this. So this is uh, (laughs) Widow Jane, aged 10 years, in New American Oak, pure limestone, mineral water. And coming in at 91%, uh, 91 proof. This is batch, I think that says 325. It may say 375, not sure. Anyway, uh, and I believe this is a New Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana bourbon. Bottled in Brooklyn, New York. So, um, you haven't tried it? I haven't tried it. It's pretty damn tasty. It
3: is. Like I said, a little bit of a uh, sweetness. Nothing sweet too nose. overwhelming. Sure. Very nice, smooth finish at the end.
2: Yeah, sweet nose, vanilla, caramel. I mean, the things that you'd kind of expect from uh, from a new American oak barrel. That was really good.
3: And you were right, batch 325.
2: I'd say it drinks. Um, I think it's drinking a little hotter than a ninety-one proof, uh, getting that kind of warm Pinehurst hug.
3: <laughs> I think you might be on this up with that. <laughs>
2: just, just, just saying, just saying. But um, yeah, this is um, this is a good uh, blend of straight bourbon. So if you haven't tried Widow Jane, I'd say give it a try. Absolutely, I
3: agree at with you.
2: North and North and South Bar. The
3: North South Bar here at the Manor, Pinehurst, North Carolina.
2: So, Ashley, I gotta ask before we move on to our next tour, are you a golfer?
3: That I cannot call myself a golfer. I own the clubs, I enjoy the golf cart, I enjoy the beer more than anything. (laughs) So, but not a lot of time to golf because I'm busy making all these drinks for everybody.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Do you have, so you played, have you played all the courses here?
3: Um, I haven't played all of them. I did, I've been on number two, I've been on the basics, one, three, and five as yep. well. Uh, definitely not a golfer, so I definitely didn't want to hold back people on you know the nicer courses of four, six, and eight. Um, as far as number two, with being an employee, I had to try it once. Yeah. yeah. Definitely got my uh, couple of holes in and continued to drive to the golf cart over on the golf path and for the rest of the drink time. drink more beer. You nailed that right on
2: the head. Right. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. We uh, we actually got to play number two today, and uh, it was a hell of a lot better than yesterday. Yep, uh, rain, I can it, imagine. Rain, as rain for the first eleven holes, uh, pretty steady, so we were def- definitely nice and wet. Uh, so, what about uh, what events do you have at the North and South Bar when people are in town? I mean, what, what's uh, like what's going on at, at you know at the bar and kind of?
3: Well, they a lot of times they can do rent out. Uh, to do functions and whatnot here it's really nice as you can see warm inviting atmosphere for that uh, we have a couple of really good bar staff uh, ready to meet all the needs and anything like that they have a really good time enjoying and creating cocktails um, so it is open Thursday Friday Saturdays and we definitely Keep everybody in town on the warmer side, you know. As you said, you got your 90,
4: 91 proof. Yeah,
2: a little Pinehurst hug. You got it. (laughs) All right, let's get on to the next one. Cheers. (laughs) Sounds
4: good. Cheers.
2: And Ashley has picked out the Clover Single Barrel. Uh, We were thinking do we want to go four-year or ten-year, and she said...
3: i got to go ten-year. Have to. It's got a really nice, smooth finish to it, a little bit more in-depth, a little more flavor to it. Um, definitely going to get a couple different dimensions when you get
2: a taste of that. So we were talking before and uh, you know, while I'm familiar with clover, uh, once again this is another uh, bourbon or whiskey that I haven't tried and it says Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey on it. So I'm assuming that it went through the Lincoln County process. We didn't look anything up. We're just going to go right into it. But I'm imagining that it is charcoal filtered, or otherwise it wouldn't be able to say <laughs> Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey. And oddly enough, I thought that they were uh, this was coming out of Georgia, but it's actually out of Madison, North Carolina. So. Right. Yeah. So it's a different nose on it for sure. I mean, I'm getting that Tennessee, um, the Tennessee, the Lincoln County process on the nose. Uh, It's definitely a little different than the bourbon that we had before. Yeah. This is 90 proof, which again, I think it's drinking, uh, I'm getting a little more than 90 proof out of it. Yeah. Not in a bad way. But
3: you definitely will notice that versus.
2: Yeah, that's good. So it's single barrel. So, you know, single barrel roulette. You don't know what you're going to get the next time. However, this barrel is really good. Um, I'm getting kind of the, um, what's the, what am I getting on the back end of this? It's almost, uh, it's kind of funky, right? A little little like foresty kind of, um, I'm going to, not moss because nobody eats moss, (laughs) but I'm getting, it's almost kind of like the mushroomy kind of. In the, uh, Just a little bit of a
3: natural finish. taste to it at the end. Yeah, it's a little yeah, earthy yeah, tone,
2: a little vegetal kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, but it's good. Yeah, good stuff. So the Clover Single Barrel Tennessee Straight Bourbon Whiskey Ten Year. And this, you you have had this before.
3: I have had that. I have also had the four year. My preference is here for this ten year
2: which very fitting at the north and south bar um the clover and you'll see bobby jones's picture on the front i mean i don't know how you really go wrong with uh, bobby jones on the front of a bottle at a at a golf course bar. i don't really
3: think you can go wrong
2: on that nor, one. nor do i <laughs> nor do i um I don't, we'll talk about the three that we tasted in a minute. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna have to invest a little more time and uh, sip on this a little more to figure out if it's if it's a go to for me or not.
1: Yeah, it's good. Really understandable. It's good.
2: Uh, I would say for me, this is one that I would. I would, if somebody said, Hey, should I get a bottle? I'd say try it at the bar, see if you like it, and then then make your determination. Uh, you know, some of them I'm like, Yep, nope. Just go buy the bottle. You you you'll be fine. This one I'm going to have to spend a little bit more time with. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know what the price point on this is either. You're about gonna be 60, running, 70 bucks?
3: Well, I was going to say it'll probably be about the $50 range uh, for this or the four years, what you'll be looking at for price point on that. And it's funny you said that just as far as you needing a couple minutes to kind of, you know, mull over the what your thought is. Yeah. And when we were having the conversation earlier about, your preference for the Knob Creek and mine for Woodford and that's what makes bourbon so awesome is there's a little something for everybody too
2: so well there's no wrong answer absolutely not it's what do you like and how do you enjoy it and I mean that's kind of what you get so it's not uh, again just because it may not and what may be hitting me today after I've uh, (laughs) spent a few hours on number two I may have had a little flask of whiskey out there sipping on some other stuff Mm -hmm. and I definitely enjoyed some uh, some local craft beer so, you know, what I'm getting right now might not be what I get tomorrow or uh, after we stop this recording and I taste it again. Who knows? Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's definitely, it's, it's um, I'm going to say the novelty of it uh, from the golf point of view is something that's uh, easily giftable. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, absolutely drinkable. Um, it, it, that sounded bad. It's good. It, it's good. I just, you know, again, but then in my kind of in my uh, in my flavor wheel, yeah, it's one of those I'm gonna have to think about if this is something that I'm putting on the shelf and gonna drink all the time. I, I don't know. If you if you do like, uh, if you're a fan of the Lincoln County process and you like Tennessee whiskeys, I mean, this is it. it should be on your shelf.
3: That would be the way to go.
2: Yeah, no, nothing uh, nothing wrong with a ten year uh, Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey. And I mean, it's a good looking bottle, great packaging, so uh, good stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Cheers. Cheers. Hey everybody, Cal here with Birdies and Bourbon. Uh, Ashley has, uh, uh, via Laura, has brought out the Woodford Reserve Pinehurst 2021 number one. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram at birdies underscore bourbon you may have seen that we polished off a bottle of number two <laughs> the other night. Today uh, we're not going to polish off the bottle but we are going to have a taste and uh, Ashley, uh, tell us, like, wh- where, Woodford Reserve, you've got the bottom, we're doing some blending, I think. What, what's the story behind Woodford? So,
3: super, just a really neat story. Um, we've got Laura Bailey that is here with the resort, and her and uh, Francesca Carter went down to the Woodford Distillery. Uh, they got to do a couple picks, create single barrel for the first one in 2020, which is when this They went 2019 we released in 2020 so they got to go experience it check everything out got to go through the process of creating everything um and we've been able to just continue the program with woodford so we have now launched in 2021 we have been able to have two as of right now we've got pinehurst 2021 version one and then we've got pinehurst 2021 number two so number one number two um, as you noticed, or as you said, you guys, you know, got to enjoy a little bit of uh, number two last night. So I'm really excited for you to try number one. You're going to get a totally different, uh, profile on this one for me. And I'm going to let you, you know, either validate me or not, but you are going to see that that number two had a little bit more of just that straight bourbon taste to it um i think you're gonna get a little bit more fruit notes on this one um maybe a little spice i'm gonna let you figure that one out because i know what i pick up and i'm interested to hear what you have to say so this is 2021 and uh, might have a little bit more in the works for the following so years.
2: I, yeah i totally agree um on the nose i'm thinking uh breakfast uh, fresh cut fruit and vanilla yogurt.
3: You oh, might be on to something. I, 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 I,
2: don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe my sniffer isn't working too good after uh, experiencing number two today and being out in the, in the conditions. But um, yeah, it's, that, that, that's where I'm going is vanilla yogurt and um, mm. fresh cut. Uh, I mean, I'm getting kind of cantaloupe and tons of bear, strawberry uh, raspberry blackberry blueberry I mean all the berries that you would have I'm getting a little bit of um, it's but I'm picking up kind of that melony, kind of a lot of melon that's coming off of this okay. I don't know if I've ever said watermelon and I don't know <laughs> that it's watermelon but I'm getting a hint of,
3: I feel like that might be a new one for you here on on this uh, show you got
2: uh yeah it's um yeah that that's really tasty it's uh so i'm what i'm not used to is kind of that spice uh that peppery spice here from a yep. woodford which i'm actually getting on this one so
3: but that's kind of the fun part of this so as you said you can smell all of your fruits and that's definitely for me it's the berries that really come out so yeah. um, that raspberry is a big one for me um, I get a little bit of blackberries for me, yep. but when you actually get it on the palate, that's when that spiciness comes through, and that's why I was like, let's see what spicy take yeah, on it, and it's a little and, pepper to and it.
2: And we talked right before, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not really a Woodford guy, yep. it doesn't really deliver for me, you know, it always gets kind of flat, and it just <laughs> kind of you know, it just kind of tapers off, really, and this one uh, does not do that, I mean, it's getting that kind of spicy um, spicy pepper on the back end, so uh, nice, nice work, ladies. And for those that might be listening or watching, uh, where do we? Where can we find uh, the Pinehurst Twenty Twenty One Woodford Reserve? Act? Well,
3: Cal, I'm glad you asked. You are in luck. So we just started launching the Twenty Twenty One version in the local ABC stores here in the Moore County area. Um, Good luck on getting there. It is going to be a little bit of a tough fight to get your hands on one, but we definitely are selling it in the Moore County ABC stores here in North Carolina at the time. Okay. Who knows? Maybe as this gets bigger, we can start outsourcing a little bit further and, you know, get you down in Atlanta.
2: Uh, that'd be great. I'm, and <laughs> I'm getting some mint on this thing on the finish, uh, kind of the spearmint. I mean, it's not peppermint, it's not like overly, but I'm picking up some mint somewhere in this thing, like vanilla yogurt, fresh berries, fresh cut fruit. With a little spearmint kind of sprinkled around there.
3: Well, and that's it. So for me, and like I had mentioned earlier, is the raspberries, the blackberries, yeah. a little bit of strawberry. Um, then when I, you've got that pepper on that finish, and it does, it leaves a really nice, um, and I don't want to, yeah, I don't want people to get confused and think, oh, it's, you know, mint in there. But it does. It gives a little bit of freshness at the back. It's, yeah. It's you good kind of got a pop it to it. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's really good. Really good. And hey, if you can't find it at your ABC or at your liquor store, uh, stop by North and South Bourbon bar, or bars, they like to call it. I'm going to call it a bourbon bar at this point because i got yep. some damn good bourbon in here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, after your round or before your round, uh, have a sip. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, actually, let's call it the Brewing and Birdies show. Uh, on this one, we're with Hunter from Pinehurst Brewing Company. He was—I don't know if he was heckling me about my round on number two today, which he did not see me play. So I don't know who he heard from. But uh, anyway, uh, by the way, if you haven't uh, seen this hat, it's pretty damn cool. Just saying. I feel like IPAs. Fit you well. Pitch you well. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And so does yours, by the way. You said you you wanted to go out of the—I would call it a toboggan. Other people would call it uh, a beanie. Or where are you from? Well, I'm from East Tennessee originally, I live okay. in Atlanta right. so yeah. we'll let it slide. Yeah. We'll let it slide. It, it's, a, it's a thing, man, it's a thing. <laughs> so, uh, so it's been a pleasure chatting with you, kind of catching Absolutely. up. Uh, we're we're going to have more of the Hunter backstory on a future podcast coming out uh, tonight. It's pretty much all about the beer, so we're going to go through a few flights. Uh, before we do, Hunter, how in the hell did you wind up at Pinehurst Brewing
4: so I started out at Pinehurst at 18 years old. Uh, shout out to Laura, uh, many years ago. Started out as a busboy, pretty much. Kind of worked my way from the top. Knew that I wanted to pursue a, a, a life at Pinehurst, and found myself wanting to, uh, to be a brewer. I was home brewing for a long time, and you know this place kind of fell in my lap. So doors open, doors open, and uh, it was it, this whole thing has kind of just been a day by day experience since my first started when I was 18. But yeah, awesome. It' awesome. So you looks
2: like you got a great space to work in. We had some great barbecue earlier. Awesome. And you uh, it. it. It was. We had some great sauces. Uh, the uh, we had great sauces. The sausage was good. The brisket was sam- good. The we did the sampler. Very nice. Yeah, the the sampler was fantastic. To. And uh, so and Ashley, you know, she's like, "Hey, do you want a beer?" I said, "Of course we do." What do you want? We said, "Dealer's choice." I don't know what we had.
4: But pretty sure, what, but, I'm pretty sure it was the Moab. But
2: whatever we had was damn good. That's well, all, awesome. That, that's, that, all that that,
4: that's all that matters. End of the day, it's all that matters. So, uh,
2: so we're gonna go. We're gonna work ourselves through uh, a flight. And uh, I'm assuming all of these have your uh, your uh, fingerprint, footprint, hunter print. however you want to put that out there? Uh,
4: so, what are we gonna be tasting? And we'll take a break, and then we'll get back to them. So, first things first, it's gonna be 1895 Logger. Uh, it's one of the only two flagships that we have, besides Golden Age Wandale. Uh, So this is kind of the this is all thanks to Eric Mitchell my mentor This was designed to be the golf course beer So light your traditional lager the substitute for what you would normally have in the golf course your Bud light your Coors light So this is a crafted version of what you know, you would want to see on a golf course for someone who has a group You know all right, so that's what we're starting out at Uh, Perfect, okay, we'll be back in just a second So Hunter uh, we're
2: As we progress through our flight, I don't know if I'll be able to talk or stand up uh, by the end of this thing. We'll see. We will see. However, there's something unique about beer number two
4: that uh, I think you want to tell us about. So this is a hazy IPA that I named Mobetta Betta Less Problems. And I think it's the best <laughs> name that we've had here because beer is Mo Beta and you have a few, it's less problems. So well, let's taste this. Cheers.
2: Okay, so the eighteen ninety five was good. To your point, it's kind of like, hey, I just uh, you know give me a six pack and let me go play around. It's your intro into the uh, into the palate. We're getting mo better. It's mo <laughs> with and, less problems. Uh, and and it, this is so this is kind of that citrusy yep. IPA. Um, Uh, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but if you're, you know, some staples maybe, uh, if you're in Atlanta and you're listening from some folks around there, you're going to kind of start gravitating towards some mainstream IPAs, Uh, the things that they're doing here at Pinehurst. Brewing Company are, uh, are really, really good. And this is an IPA that I haven't had before, but it's going to become a staple for me. Thank you so much. Uh, what, what's unique
4: about this IPA uh, compared to some of the others? Uh, so this is actually utilizing Citra, Mosaic, or which are more common hops in Hazy IPAs, but we actually use uh, Nelson Savion, which is actually presents a like a white wine grape characteristic at the back end. Sure. So it's kind of that, it gives you a little something extra that you wouldn't expect from most of your standard hazy IPAs. Yeah, it's good. And so the hazy IPA
2: kick, um, and I love these rabbit holes we can go down. Oh yeah. Uh, Hazy IPAs, I I didn't even know what a hazy IPA was until like two or three years ago. And now I feel like everybody is making a hazy IPA. Yeah. So what's the, if I'm drinking an IPA versus a hazy, what's the difference
4: in it? Hazy versus? Uh, Just an IPA. uh, Well, it depends. I mean, you've got American IPA, you've got West Coast IPA, hazy IPA, brewed IPA, black IPA. It all depends on what your palate wants, but West Coast IPA, your, your two most common are West Coast IPA hazy IPA. West Coast being a crystal clear kind of like the way 1895 looks, yep. more bitter. Your hazies are more approachable. They're more. They're not bitter. They're more citrus forward. So that's they're more approachable beer. That's why everyone makes it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: this is um, this is tasty. What's the uh, ABV on this? Six point three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of the lighter end. Not too yeah. heavy. No. It, yeah, I mean, you can have. You can, you can enjoy. Uh, you can another one. one. You can enjoy several. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this is uh, this is really good. Thank you so much. Oh, You know what else is really good? I mean, just look at this man's moustache. I'm telling you, this is this is prime moustache territory right here. <laughs> this is solid. Solid. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I mean,
4: I, I thought I had, I mean, I got some facial hair, but I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting showed up on the show. So my father-in-law is actually the head brewer for a brewery in town. And he was like, you can't be a brewer and not have a beer. Huh? So I one-upped him and grew a better moustache than he can. So I went on the long run. I'll break to that. And <clears throat> uh, it's Mo' Better. Less problems. Uh,
2: okay, Hunter. So we've made it through three. Actually, we've made it through a few more than that. Yeah. Uh, but no so uh, so we're finishing off with a stout. Yes. And as I understand, this is also one of your creations. It is. Um, I haven't tried this yet. This is not what Ashley gave me at the bar earlier when I said dealer's choice. And she didn't tell me what I was drinking because I can tell by just... That it was not this It it, It was not. It it was clear. (laughs) Clearly it wasn't this. However... Uh, if I'm looking for something in a style, right. what I'm expecting, I'm expecting uh, almost like an Almond Joy kind of thing, like some coconut, some, some chocolate, vanilla. some vanilla, okay. maybe, maybe there's a little hint of cherry somewhere around there
4: in the back. I don't okay. know. What was your inspiration to make? So this is a 7.3% adjunct stout. so I'm going to let you try it first before I tell you what's in it. Cheers. So this is a Madagascar already, already vanilla already beans already toasted though. coconut stout. So, so, <laughs> okay. And the, the what's on here is thoughts. I'm sure there's more than thoughts that are in the. What's the name of it? So thoughts of inspiration. So, this is the first stout that I've made at Pinehurst, Second stout that I've made in my history. Well, you of did Berlin. a damn good job. Thank you. Yeah. So thoughts of inspiration goes out to my mentor Eric Mitchell. Um, he was he's known for his stouts and. On my first brew day, I played our old playlist that we would play in the brew house on the brew day. So this is kind of a shout out and a tribute to Eric. Coconut? Yes. Yep. Vanilla?
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm also, the in in the finish on this, I'm kind of picking up that um, kind of cherry liqueur kind of... Yeah. It's...
4: Uh, I mean... A little I, chocolate in the back end as well. I... Yeah. Uh, can we get this to go? <laughs> You know as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, th- you you really you did
2: a nice job on this one. I appreciate the 7.3. So you 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 picked it up a little bit, yep. but you're not. Uh, it's not overpowering that I can't have two. You can have or three or four. You know or or I mean until the nights the nights young. Until you know? I mean I'm not <laughs> driving, so I can't have as many <laughs> as one. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, really uh, so I'm thinking like after a round of golf yep. on number two, uh, you've had a great day. It was, you know, in the in the low fifties. Had a lot of sunshine. You shot seventy-two. Uh, you hit a lot of long drives and made a lot of short putts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's kind of like, well, how do I want to finish the day off? And I'm thinking um, they make a damn nice porter over at Pinehurst Brook. Cheers, man. Cheers. Uh, Made a quick stop in Winston-Salem, North Carolina to visit Daniel and our friends over at Broad Branch Distilling so uh, we're gonna go through uh, a couple of pours here and uh, Daniel's gonna share a little about the distillery kind of what's going on what to look forward to and maybe Maybe if we're lucky we might get into a barrel or two. I
1: don't know. We'll see Holy cow you laid down some really really good barrels and like a lot of distilleries our size would, you know, it would be 15 to 20 years before they put out a 10 year anything right. that they distilled, You know, just hoping they could keep up with demand as things go. So
2: 2025, we're going to have a 10 year. Are we going to see? So what's the oldest you have right now? I know we got a bottle of Mon.
1: Right. So we ha- we did our seven year anniversary rye. Um, we did this one. I want to say was this a? Yeah, that was another seven year. We're we'll doing. An- By the way. We'll be doing the, uh, we're doing an eight-year anniversary ride next year, and either, I think our super collider next year, which is going to be an apple super collider, is, okay. is going to be a nine, um, and then we're going to be starting a four-barrel yearly vertical series next year of rides that were aged and smoked stout barrels. Oh, wow. Next year's will be an eight, and then each year we'll it'll go up a year until we run out. So it'll be eight, nine, 10, and 11. Nice. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun one. Um, yeah, we got a five-year bourbon coming out in January. It'll be our oldest bourbon. Um, our bourbon that's coming out in December is four year, 10 month. We'll be doing another five-year bourbon in June. It'll be a cognac finish. And then, uh, I think by t- 2023, our, st- standard bourbon age statement should be five year bottled in bond and then by 2025 the standard bourbon age statement should be six year bottled in bond and that's that's what moving forward anything in like our standard tall bottle with the black label should be six year hundred proof single barrel
2: so So you're going to stay after the bottled in bond theme then yes yeah good
1: as like as a part of our kind (laughs) of normal non-limited release stuff sure um, most of the limited release stuff will be over a hundred so one in one yeah yeah, right, right. yeah gotcha um, but yeah even you know so 2025 we as long as everything works out that'll be the year we do our first single cask rums and those will be six year bottled and bought also nice um, nice
2: and what are we drinking right now we're having the super collider
1: right so this was an uh, old limited release of ours this is a pear super collider Um, this is sort of a fun style not too many people do these Um, it's a lot of fun it's a fruited (laughs) rye so what that means is we cook a rye mash and we co-ferment whatever fruit we decide to use with that rye mash so you get almost like fruit brandy-esque flavors but perfectly integrated into the rye so those fruit elements as opposed to like finishing in a certain kind of brandy never dominate the rye the rye is still at the forefront with some additional like nice fruit notes awesome yeah it's yeah. really good yeah it's not
2: uh, i mean if you're thinking you know a fruity whiskey or a fruit flavored whiskey it's definitely not it's uh, it, it's whiskey forward and then you're kind of picking up those uh right uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's in there. It, it's hitting you in the mouth, but it's not. Uh, oh, hey, that's a that's fruit necessarily. It's it's very it's faint, but uh, but yeah, you can taste it. Yeah, it's great flavor.
1: Yeah, we these are super fun. Um, I was really excited when this year we did a blueberry um, super collider, and they let me put it out at cast strength. Um, so this one's a, a seven year old blueberry fruited rye, and you know to i always like to describe it as think of port finished rye whiskey sure without the added sweetness of the port finish. So you're getting all those big, bold berry notes, but you're not getting the increased sweetness. The rye is still at the forefront as like the commanding notes in the whiskey. He said it so much better than I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I meant. Exactly what I meant to say. I mean, they they pay me to be able to to say that. Yeah, so this one's fun. It's 118 proof, um, barreled on... 9113 dumped on 22121 and it was barrel number 19. Um, yeah, one of the things I love about these new labels, and I'm sure the graphic designer hated me, was you know (laughs) me (laughs) forcing so much information onto the bottle. You know, as with all of our sort of uh Genevieve bottled spirits, this taller bottle, um, the full mash bill is right on the back, like we tell you exactly what we're putting in there. Granted, I'm not going to tell you the yeast that our distillers use because they'd probably murder me for that. Right. Um, but we try to be as transparent as possible when it comes to Which the Which I think is,
2: uh, I think you're a step ahead. I mean, you know, names, name the big five, right? I mean, it's right. like wh- whether we tell you or whether we don't, we don't care, right? They've already yeah. got the shelf space. But I think from a craft distiller's perspective, and how do you invite people and make it more, uh, you know, welcoming, hey, here's what we're right. doing, that transparency, I mean, I, I think it definitely. Uh, uh, sits well with uh, with potential drinkers, right? So.
1: And for me, is a long time, you know, whiskey collector or a whiskey nerd. Uh, one of the hardest things for small brands for us is to get a consumer to trust you. Sure, you know, like for better or worse, the. You think of the craft beer industry, and everyone thinks craft beer is better. When you start talking about the craft spirits industry, that's not necessarily right. the case. And it's understandable why craft distillers you know, struggle or people don't necessarily love their local craft distiller. This is a very, very hard thing to do, sure. and it's even harder to do it well. Um, so... It takes time, you know. It takes a lot of learning and experience, and we're very fortunate that our two distillers kind of took to this like a duck to water. Um, they're both just really, really sharp, and they they managed to produce fantastic whiskeys. And I'm always shocked because I'm like, how how have you been doing this for so little time and putting out something
2: so it's good and it's working? Yeah. So um, on the palate, I'm not getting the 118. Well, at the finish. I'm starting to pick up that it's that it's coming out barrel proof. Right. Uh, it's the it's not. Uh, there's no burn. There, you're not getting. You know, so I don't know if that's the blueberry that's kind of calming that down for me. Or
1: I think I think the age on this, um, and especially seeing how it was putting at a fairly low barrel proof. You know, like this guy wasn't put into the barrel at 125. Right. It would, it went into the barrel like low 100s. So it had like a very kind of gentle aging cycle the higher water content was probably pulling more of the sweet elements out as opposed to more of the tannic elements. And then I think the blueberry cuts the spice just enough to where yeah. that spice isn't falling right on that proof point to make it kind of drink at proof for higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Got a little brandy on the nose-ish. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, it's real good. So is this, uh, we just tasted a blueberry inside, but that was a liqueur So I totally missed that?
1: Completely different kind of spirit and like manufacturing okay. process. Yeah. So what you tasted in there was Smashing Violet. That's our, our blueberry-flavored whiskey. That one's we take a new make bourbon, fresh off the still, then press about 1,200 pounds of Eastern Carolina blueberries into it. Right. And that's all that goes into that. Like, we don't believe in coloring and flavoring or sweeteners, even in the stuff it's legal for us to do it with. You know, like, we get enough kind of sugar in these just to begin with. with residual sugars, we sure. don't need to add more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really nice yeah these are always a ton of fun like i said next year's is is an apple and that is spectacular it's spectacular right now i'm curious what it's going to be like when we dump the barrel. barrel yeah it's it's actually it's probably over there we've been doing a lot of reorganizing and i think dawn got sort of our next two years worth of barrels kind of centrally located um yeah, ideally sometime in the next few months we'll be able to start moving some of these out of here into a new facility but we'll see how that plays out it's, find out for it's sure. sort of the nice thing about being a small distillery especially a small distillery it's kind of leaned into being small and focuses on single barrels it's you know people expect different experiences out of out of spirits from us from bottle to bottle and barrel to barrel yeah um so you know, we have a little more to room around, but both of those are uh, rum barrels. Man, there's rum in both of those. Oh uh, uh, they'll be turning three years old this year. Yeah, we have all kinds of stuff in here. Um, like some of these dark rum. Yeah, these queen uh we take, we collect uh, the tails from multiple rum distillations. until sure. so we have enough to distill just the tails and then we run those back through. It gives you this, like, super kind of thick, rich, decadent Roam. Yeah, what you're um, looking for uh, right. in a hybrid Yeah, we have our standard Roam Sun Grazer, uh, and that's what we'll be end up releasing in 2025 is six-year single cast stuff. But uh, those queen shares are fun.
0: Holy shit, Dan. Was that a good time in Pinehurst, North Carolina? Uh, You definitely drink way too much. Oh, boy. Well, that's in in my opinion. In your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, so what? What we didn't release? We actually did a show, and there was a live out there for a minute, and then I realized Dan had had too much to drink. Yeah, so, it was uh, all me. Yeah, it was all me. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what they say, Dan? A digital footprint is always, always there. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, in, in in all seriousness, uh you know, thanks to Ashley, thanks to Hunter, thanks to Daniel, mm-hmm. thanks to everybody that supported the show this year. Uh, we. we We've had more than a good time, Madamski. I still love you. Still, uh, almost, almost at the top of my list. Thanks to everybody that has supported the show. Thanks to all of our friends, all of the followers. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for connecting with us. And uh, you know, as much as Dan doesn't mean it, I mean it sincerely. <laughs> we we really appreciate every. By, and by the way, Dan's not real. He's That's a right. bot. Bot. He's a bot. Uh, but we really do appreciate all your support. We appreciate, uh, you know, everything that we've released this year, that everybody got behind, that everybody, uh, you know, reached out and shared. Uh, but all we're looking forward to is more good times. Yeah. And yeah. if you didn't get offended in 2021, Maybe. just wait until 2022. It's coming, baby. It's oh, the coming. Thanks the game. <laughs> <laughs> up in the states hey, well, we gotta get it we gotta get ourselves one of those <laughs> that's right <laughs> now we got some really fun stuff lined up for early next year for sure it's gonna be fun times uh we, we do have a lot of good stuff uh we've got uh yeah we've got a lot of good people coming on i think we're booked up through uh probably mid-february right now and uh, we'll, we'll continue to book uh you know and and by the way if you haven't liked us If you haven't sent us anything negative, if you haven't told us how (laughs) shitty the show is, by all means, we are open for all the negativity you've got in your life. But as we're ending the year, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy New Year. And here's to 2022. And let's make it as good as we can. And if you're not a friend of the show, find us at Birdies and Bourbon. On most of your social media channels, by the way, that's not Birdie's and Bourbon; it's Birdie's underscore Bourbon, unless you're on YouTube or wherever you find your podcast. And then it's at Birdie's and Bourbon. Working on that too. New things to come in 2022. Cheers to you and yours, Dan. Cheers. Leave us with something insightful for the new year. Oh, cheers to the new year! There you go. That's all I got. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you. <laughs>